Hey everyone, this is the Trumpet of Truth podcast, episode 11. Um, today we're going to kick things off with something new that Allie and I found. It's called, uh, well, we're going to call it Table Talk. Yeah. And basically what it is is just a uh, an assortment of, how many questions is it? 103. 103 <laughs> um, questions in this little box of cards, box of cards <laughs> that's called Christian Culture. And basically what they are is like the most commonly asked questions and thoughts and ideas and yeah just anything like that concerning the bible mm-hmm. and you know anything about jesus and all that good stuff so um it'll make it seem more like a conversation to start out our podcast and hopefully it'll get you guys involved and you know asking each other questions having questions for us and yeah and maybe even some of the questions that we'll you know try to do our best to answer yeah according to scripture will help either you or someone you know that has those types of questions too for sure and maybe even help you to help someone else so yeah okay without so further ado our first, first question. yeah first card is do you believe god gives you choices or are events in your life predetermined well <clears throat> so in my opinion from what <laughs> i've gathered from reading the bible is that we have free will Mm-hmm. So that kind of eliminates the idea that we're predetermined to do things. Right now, that doesn't necessarily mean that God doesn't already know, like the things that we're going to do and the decisions that we're going to make, because He is omnipresent. Right, and some right? people misconstrue that with Him already predetermining and kind of controlling us like puppets. Right, and that's not what He does. See, yeah. since God is not bound by space, matter, or time, that means He can be anywhere at any time in any place. Yeah. Right. So, and that's kind of hard for our brains to imagine little brains to comprehend, but I always try to milk it down and explain it. Like, so God is in this moment, right? This second, his spirit is, Mm -hmm. he's also however many years in the future and however many years in the past, all in the same moment, because he's not bound by space, matter or time. Because why he, because he created it. It'd be like saying, it'd be like a person Inventing a computer, that person is not stuck in the computer. Yeah. He's outside of the computer operating it, mm-hmm. right? So the inventor, God the Father, the creator, is not bound by the creation. Right. So with all that being said, <clears throat> that's kind of why I don't believe that we're predestined to do stuff. We mm-hmm. have free will. He gives us free will. And he doesn't make us love him either. Right. That's another kind of... Um, that would be like tyrannical and... Like <laughs> well, th- yeah. There's no true love right. in that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't force someone to love you because then they don't... Tr- they're not doing it because they love you. They're doing it because you're making them love you. They're forced that's, to love yeah, you. Yeah, it's not, it's not real. Right. So, um, I guess my answer would be uh, no. They're... We, do you believe God gives you choices? Yes. Yes. God gives us choices. We make those choices based, on, based on who we are as people. And yes, does he know what we're going to do? Well, yeah, because why? He's not bound by space, matter, or time. And he's not, um, not, not, he is the creator of everything. <laughs> he created yep. us too. So he knows you. He knows your heart. Mm-hmm. He knew you before he laid the foundations of the earth. Yep. So hopefully that helps someone. Yeah. No, I think it I've will. had that question asked to me by other people. You know, other right. people, friends, and we. Uh, when I was in college, I took a religion. Well, you took it too. Yeah. That one lady, crazy one lady. Yeah. religion one hundred one. It was like an <laughs> introduction to religion, and she taught us like the Paul Tillich's five pillars of 
of a Christianity or whatever, and it was like, God can't be all loving, all powerful. Oh, no, we have free yeah. will and be, you know, all these different things. And it's like, okay, yes, he can. All <laughs> to like your, all five of those things can, can exist be. in cohesion because God created everything and yeah. he's bigger than you. Yep. And it's really hard to. It's really hard yeah. for people to understand, but I had several other kids in that class because like, I spoke up a lot and talked about it, you know, and. You could see the looks on the kids' faces, like, okay, yeah, what that dude's saying is making sense. That makes like, sense. This professor doesn't quite have it. Well, and we tend to put, like, God in a box based on what we can understand, but, like, there is, God doesn't fit inside the box. He's yeah, outside he of the box. He created the box, therefore, yeah. he's also in the box and outside of it. Yeah, and all around it. All around and... it, yeah. His spirit moves everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully that uh, helped some of you guys out, maybe uh, gave you some insight. Maybe you already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> No, but that's our first table talk. Yeah, that first was good. table talk. Yay, question. I so, like that. Um, the next thing you wanted to tell them about, we found this deal here a while back about how Jesus is in every book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It was actually our pastor, Pastor Greg Locke from Tennessee. He put it in one of his sermons, and it really spoke to both of us. It was super powerful and super humbling about how Jesus is. We kind of tend to put him in the New Testament because. That's where, I mean, that's where he is. That's where he's born. <laughs> yeah, that's when his ministry is talked about, all right. his miracles. Right. You just associate Jesus with New Testament. Mm-hmm. But he is in every page and every fiber of the Bible. And we wanted to share this with you. Jacob's going to read it. So this is how Jesus is in every book of the Bible. In Genesis, he's the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's the rock. In Leviticus, the sacrificial lamb. In Numbers, our brazen serpent. Deuteronomy, it's the prophet. Joshua, captain of the Lord's host. And Judges, he's the great judge. Ruth, kinsman redeemer. First and second Samuel, the great king. First and second Kings, still small voice of God. And first and second Chronicles, the bloodline of history. And Ezra, he's the pleading one. And Nehemiah, he's the battling builder. And Esther, he's the unseen hand. And Job, he's the loving redeemer. Living redeemer, sorry. And Psalms, he's the shepherd, the shield, and the strong tower. Proverbs, wisdom personified. Ecclesiastes, he's a fiery preacher. Song of Solomon, all together and the lovely one. And Isaiah, he's the wonderful counselor, almighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And Jeremiah, he's the weeping one. In Lamentations, he's the final authority. In Ezekiel, he's the watchman on the wall. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fire. In Hosea, he's the wedding groom. In Joel, he's the coming judge. In Amos, he's the plumb line. In Obadiah, the mighty one. And Jonah, the ambassador. And Micah, the ruler of nations. And Nahum, he's the destroyer. And Habakkuk, he's the vision of God. And Zephaniah, he's the messenger of Jehovah. And Haggai, he's the chosen one. And Zechariah, he's the Lord of hosts. And Malachi, the fulfillment of prophecy. And that's just the Old Testament. And that's the Old Testament. Okay. <laughs> New Testament. In Matthew, he's the son of man. In Mark, he's the son of God. In Luke, he's the suffering savior. In John, he's a miracle worker. In Acts, he's the builder of the local church. In Romans, he's the justifier. In First and Second Corinthians, he's our sufficiency. In Galatians, he's the burden bearer. In Ephesians, he's the fullness of, of the Godhead bodily. Philippians, he's the serpent. Servant. <laughs> I've said serpent already. He's the servant. In Colossians, he's the preexistent one. First and Second Thessalonians, he's the comer on the clouds. In First and Second Timothy, he's the equipper of those in the ministry. In Titus. He's the one who cannot lie. And Philemon, he's the debt payer. In mm-hmm. Hebrews, he's the great high priest. And James, 
he's the object of our faith. First and second Peter, he's the bishop of our souls. In first, second, and third John, he's the word of life. In Jude, he's the contender. In Revelation, he's the king of king and lord of lords. Woo! Jesus in every book of the Bible. That is a mouthful. Yeah, it's amazing. He's everywhere in every stitch of the Bible. He's everywhere. everywhere. So that was just a little little something for you guys that we loved when we heard it. And it's just, it's so powerful. Every single thing that Jesus is in the Bible and to us and to every stitch of history, like he's everywhere. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's Sorry, awesome. I kind of botched the reading on that a few times, but <laughs> doing the best I could. Allie was scrolling as I was reading, so <laughs> there for a few times I kind of got googly-eyed trying to read it. That's perfect. Okay, so we're going to read a passage out of First Timothy. Timothy was an apostle of Paul's, um, and Paul was like a shepherd to mm-hmm. Timothy. New Testament. Yep. Um, then Timothy was there for most of Paul's ministry. Maybe not physically there, but they were communicating back and forth. Um, so anyways, First Timothy chapter 4, and uh, this is a passage where Paul is warning of false teachers. So... Let's start right here in chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. So not very big, but I think it's very applicable to today because it is speaking in the latter times. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we are in those latter times, those last days, last seasons. So, well, um, and those last days began when <laughs> Jesus is when Jesus is in, right? And we're still in the last. We're still in them. We're still in them, right? <laughs> so, um, the Spirit is speaking. Speaking expressly that in the last times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So they're giving heed to seducing spirits. That means they're not being seduced themselves. They're just paying attention, paying attention and focusing on these seducing spirits and these evil devilish doctrines. Mm -hmm. So there's no seducing here. These are people that have departed from the faith and they're, hyper-focused on seducing spirits and devilish doctrines. Yep. They're speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Keep in mind, these are false teachers. And it's right, and their consciences are seared. I mean, think about in today's culture, the, the, morale, the moral decay, mm-hmm. right? With abortion, with gay marriage, with even, we have some colleges and professors coming out and saying that, you know, pedophilia is even okay. Yeah. We have a really bad moral compass moral <laughs> compass issue where collectively as a culture the yeah. conscience has been seared. Yeah. Things don't bother people like they used to. Mm-hmm. Like even like the perversion, like you know, some of the things you can find on the internet, like you can't unsee that, but some people that's just normal. Yeah. To look at disgusting stuff. Yeah. What's well, because their conscience has been seared. Right. It doesn't affect them the way it should affect them. And continue here, forbidden to marry, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, 
So they're telling these false teachers are telling these people you, you can't marry and you can't eat certain foods. Okay. <laughs> for for like they're wanting to abstain from marriage and abstain from, from from food. That has nothing to do with salvation. Right. You know, the, our salvation is not work related. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is one of like the biggest ding 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 of a false religion is if it's work based. And like to whatever other religion has in common. Yeah. Yep. Do this, 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 and this, and you'll go to heaven. You'll go to whatever. Yeah. Like people who are Buddhists or <laughs> yeah. Hindus or whatever. I don't know what they believe that's nonsense. But yeah. I do know this much that they all have like a works based. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going to go, what they call it. <laughs> I know that they have a works-based religion, yeah. and that is contrary to what we believe. Right. And to an extent, I mean, the Jews in the Old Testament did too. Follow the Mosaic Law, follow mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, and you'll get to heaven, believe in the God of Abraham. But Jesus came to fulfill that law. There's no need to be celibate. There's no need to abstain from certain meats or food. See, and that's why John, when he baptized people, he it was a baptism of repentance mm-hmm. because yeah, we're supposed to keep the law so we can, you know, be saved by Messiah. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't keep the law. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible to keep the law. We're sinners. <laughs> we're sinners. That's why he baptized in repentance. And then mm-hmm. when Jesus came, now we baptize in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, yep. For salvation through faith, not by good works. Right. And so, yeah. To abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, Paul's telling right here, God's created everything for your good. Yep. There's nothing you need to not eat. There's <laughs> nothing you need to to you don't need to work. You don't need to do these special things that everyone's telling you to or do. Or be celibate. Or be celibate. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to do these things. Right? You just have to believe and repent. Yes. And then you got a happy meal. Right. Right? Yeah. So, everything that God has created is good. Nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. So, just be grateful. Mm-hmm. That's all he's saying. Yep. Be grateful for what you got. Yep. For what God has given you because everything is created for good. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, I thought it was just really applicable to today with a, um, giving in or take uh, giving heed to seducing spirits and devilish doctrines. Yeah. Um, and I think a couple important things um, back in the beginning when it says those who depart from the faith, um, it's important that we watch out for this because the people that he's talking about are going to be people that are professing to be Christians. They they might truly believe the gospel, but when they believe these lies and deceptions and they give in to the defe- deceitful spirits, they're going to reveal their true nature that they weren't fully, fully converted. They weren't, Christ- you know, they weren't fully Christians. Yeah. They're false teachers. So they're going to look and play the part yeah. of like a really good church going wise, faithful servant. Yeah. Right. And they're going to cause others to depart from the faith. Right. Yeah. Because they will look and play the part. Mm-hmm. Paul's warning us about that. Yeah. If you see this, 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 and this, it's no good. It's a false mm-hmm. teacher. Yep. Absolutely. And the part where it says the teachings of demons, it's not um, talking about talking about demons. And it's talking about 
false teaching that originates from demons and devils. Yeah. yeah. That's the doctrines of devils. Mm-hmm. Yep. So lots of good things in Timothy, and that was just a couple of verses. <laughs> four. four. Yeah, verses. four verses. Four verses. All right, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the table talk and then our little Jesus yeah. and every book of the Bible. I thought that was really neat. That's fun, yeah. When we heard it. It was awesome. Um, I hope you enjoyed the passage, and hopefully we can all continue to you know, keep our face in the book mm-hmm. and off of Facebook <laughs> and try to um, just continue to, to learn. learn and grow and become closer to Because uh, that's to what God. we're trying to do. We're trying to learn and grow. We're not trying to, to tell you guys what to believe or how to believe or anything like that. We're ourselves on this journey of learning and growing, and we're kind of just trying to share that with you all. Absolutely. Um, You want to close us in prayer? Yeah, sure. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day. Um, Thank you for giving us your true words that we can learn and grow from, Lord. I pray that your words reach someone out there and offer them deliverance from whatever they're going through. I pray that this passage gives us wisdom to know and to identify false teachings and false prophets and help us to stay away from demonic teachings, Lord. I pray that you be with every single listener of this podcast, and I pray that you continue to download um, wisdom into me and Jacob to be able to spread your word and go talk all about Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Have a good week.